318! 319! Uh, penalty marker on the other side of the field. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the show. I got the horse right here with me. We're going to be discussing the 49ers offensive line. We're going to get into this depth chart and discuss all the way from starters to the back end. Who's more most likely to make this team? Who's probably going to be gone? And also, just horse. Who's going to win these training camp battles that are going to be coming up? I think it's something exciting. Now, the first place to start it off, unless you have something to say, I was going to say the first place to have a start is Trent Williams. Uh, because oh, think, is he starting? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can just have Trent Williams left tackle. There needs to be no other discussion about the left tackle position. Apparently. Yeah, so so that one is done. Now, here's where it gets interesting. We're looking up some depth charts from other places. We looked up CBS. We looked up ESPN. And we saw a bunch of weird things. Now, first off, from CBS, they have Donovan West starting at center over Jake Brendel. Uh, to me, that was very shocking to have an undrafted free agent starting over a guy that had been on the roster uh, for a full season with Alex Mack and a guy that you know has been in the league since 2016. Or what are your feelings on that? We'll start with that. The center position uh, between you, it's Jake Brindle. We'll say Donovan West. Uh, who do you think is more likely uh, to be the starter? And then how do you see this thing playing out there? Um. Between those two, I see Jake Brendel. I don't really think it's that close. I think West definitely has a high upside, but he, I don't see Shanahan starting an undrafted rookie at center. Yeah, and the, the thing is, Jake Brendel, you know, watching a little bit of his film recently, I've been kind of getting into it, not a lot yet, um, but I've noticed he's got pretty good technique. He's got, he's got some ability there. Uh, there are some questions for me about Donovan West, about how he looked at Arizona State as far as allowing himself to creep up and elevate and play tall. Uh, he plays tall, he plays narrow, and those are some things that I'm worried about when he gets to the NFL, going against the biggest, the strongest, and the fastest guys on the defensive side of the ball that are going to be able to throw him around. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I don't see starting potential in Donovan West in 2022. Now, no. don't get me wrong. I think he could develop into a good player in the NFL. What is your thoughts on Donovan West? Do you, uh, First off, do you agree with what I said? And then mm -hmm. second, um, what do you think about his feet? Do you think he's one of those guys that's going to be able to, you know, make the transition and then do well in Kyle Shanahan's system? Well, I think to I agree with your assessment, but I think to go on it, he seems like he needs to hit the weight room a little bit too. Which is once again not a knock. He's a young guy. He went undrafted for a reason. Yeah, um, I do think he has an NFL player potential. I think I wouldn't be shocked if he made the team. I'm just yeah, yeah. And one thing that he talked about was he had an injury injury to one of his fingers, uh, and that prevented him since his freshman year from maybe being able to latch on and and make blocks. And that was something that I looked at on film and thought he would often lose control of a defensive player. Those players were able to win. Um, now, I, I don't know what that difference is going to be. I don't know how much of an effect. But we do know that if you have an injury to your hand as an offensive player, sometimes that can hurt you. Uh, if, if that is shored up and he's not losing that control with a defensive player, uh, do you think that incur increases his opportunities and chances to make this team? If he, if So you're saying that if that was him playing unhealthy, does right. it increase? Yeah. yeah, I think so, definitely. Yeah, so I mean, I think the the questions are going to be there. Uh, Brendel and Donovan West. I would say Brendel is number one right now. Is Donovan West the number two guy 
on the depth chart, or do you think it's it's one of these other guys? Is it Keaton Sutherland? Is it Nick Zakel? Is it Daniel Brunskill? What do you think? Man, up until I see Donovan West play, I would have to say that Brunskill. So you think Brunskill would is, shift over? You think he's going to be the starting center or the? the... I think Brunskill is going to be the starting right guard. Okay, I'm talking to you. This is if they pick up no free agent centers. Yeah, um, and then he would shift over to center if. If something happened with Brunskill. And, well, you'll see when we go through the rest of what I think. But Yeah, okay. So Daniel Brunskill, we'll, we'll go ahead and move there. Daniel Brunskill being the right guard, uh, I, I think is, is one of those ones that's interesting. We've heard Matt Mayoko talking about the fact that Jalen Morris continued his transition to the interior offensive line. A lot of the thought has been during this offseason that Daniel Brunskill is going to be in a competition with Jalen Moore. Alex believes wholeheartedly Daniel Brunskill is going to win that job. I think Daniel Brunskill has the heads up on that job, but that Jalen Moore has a fighter's chance. If he can throw a haymaker, um, the 49ers are going to be high on him because he's a guy that had fifth-round talent, but really is because he was more developmental. And one year under Chris Forrester could mean he's in position to push Daniel Brunskill for that spot. I think it's even more than a puncher's chance. I I, I... I would give Brunskill the advantage, but I would say it's a 70-30. Wow. There you go. Okay. So it, it, Jalen Moore definitely has a chance in your eyes, mm-hmm. um, and I agree with you. I, I'm with you on, on Jalen Moore. And do you think that is kind of the, the matchup at right guard? It's those two guys. One of them is going to win the spot. Yeah. All right. So the, the other thing that was interesting is all the conversation during the offseason has been Aaron Banks at left guard. Uh, we've heard it from Kyle Shanahan. We've heard it from... Other people talking from what Chris Forster said, Trent Williams has said it. Yeah, when you go on to ESPN, they have the left guard being Colton McKivitz as a starting left guard. I do think Colton McKivitz will be in the conversation to battle Aaron Banks. They're not just going to hand it to him. But I definitely think you know, from everything I've heard that they think it's going to be, they, they want it to be Banks. Uh, do you think it's going to be Banks? Do you think Colton McKivitz is a legitimate option? I think Colton McKivitz is a solid player, but I, I'd be pretty shocked if it wasn't Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks definitely, he's gotten in better shape. Um, he's gotten healthy. He really looks like he's been putting the work in in the weight room if you see pictures of him. And he went as high as he did in the draft for a reason. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Banks looks uh, the best I've ever seen him look. He He's definitely a physical specimen. Him and Trent Williams on the left side, from what I've seen at OTAs, uh, it, it looks ridiculous. I mean, they're bigger uh, than everyone else. They're moving at a rapid pace. Um, so I, I think that that is something that the 49ers really want to see this year. And if the second round pick ends up panning out the way the 49ers hope, uh, that could be big time. So, so far from what we've talked about right now, we have the center being Jake Brendel. Of course, Trent Williams at left tackle, Aaron Banks at left guard, right guard, Daniel Brunskill with more having a fighter's chance to start. Um, so that only leaves right tackle. There has been the talk about Mike McGlinchey. You know, is he going to be healthy? Uh, of course, from everything he said, he's definitely ahead of schedule. Do you think it's going to be Mike McGlinchey? Because I've started hearing people talking about the fact that they would not be shocked if it's Daniel Brunskill that's actually the starting right tackle when the 49ers play the Bears. If McGlinchey is healthy, McGlinchey will start. Yeah, and what are your feelings about McGlinchey as far as, I mean, there's been a lot of people that, 
are really down on him as a pass blocker. Um, our, our kind of our thought process, and I know my thought process has always been that McGlinchey is one of the better run blockers in the entire league, and that when this 49ers offense is going strong in the run game, that he becomes a better pass blocker because of scheme. Do you believe the same thing? Yeah. And uh, are you worried about some of the matchups that Mike McGlinchey is going to have to go, you know, deal with this year against these opposing teams? No, I'm not, because we've all seen McGlinchey at the top of his game can hold his own with these guys. Uh, McGlinchey's a very good player. He catches a lot of uh, crap for stuff that, you know, isn't always his fault. He's First of all, these guys are not easy to block. I mean, but if you're, I think McGlinchey's definitely a top 30 tackle. Yeah, I mean, McGlinchey has always been one of those guys that I think is uh, just fantastic in one area. Like, yes. I mean, and when, when we're talking about right tackles in the league, um, there are some, you know, I mean, people bring up to me all the time, Lane Johnson is a guy that can do it, you know, both run, rush, uh, mm-hmm. run blocking and pass blocking. But usually, traditionally, right tackles aren't as good in one of those areas. And usually it's pass protection because that's the blind, you know, if not, they'd be playing the left tackle spot and be the blindside exactly. guy. So when it comes to McGlinchey, I think sometimes we're a little, I'm saying we're, I'm talking about everyone in general, a little too critical of him because he may be doing exactly what the 49ers actually want him to do is be really good at the run. And then at times, you know, be able to handle the pass. And in fact, he was having one of his best pass protection years in 2021 before yep, he was injured. Exactly. I thought the last time we saw him play was might've been the best version of Mike McGlinchey we've seen. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So we got our starting offensive line right now. Uh, Jake Brendel, barring any you know other signings, uh, being the center right now. Daniel Brunskill at right guard. Uh, we got Aaron Banks at left guard. And then at the tackle spots, of course, the, the one that always is going to be at left tackle, Trent Williams, and right tackle, Mike McGlinchey. Now the conversations happen because now we know that Daniel Brunskill won't be the swing tackle. So we've got to figure out who this swing tackle is going to be, Horse, and there's going to be some options. Uh, since Jalen Moore is not starting at right guard, of course, he's an option. You have Justin Skule, who was supposed to be that role last year. He's going to be available. You have the fourth-round pick, Spencer Burford. It could be him. And then throw in Nick Zakel, who played tackle in college but could be a guard or a center. Who do you think is most likely out of the names that we talked about? Uh, oh, and I'm forgetting Colton McKivitz as well, to be the swing tackle. Yeah, I was going to go with Colton McKivitz. Okay. Because if you remember at the end of last year, he was the swing tackle. Yeah, and you were high on that last year. You were talking about Colton McKivitz was probably going to be the swing tackle last year. I, I like McKivitz. I think he's a good player. I think he's a little bit underrated. Yeah, so if if it is Colton McKivitz, uh, then you, we know he has the versatility to play guard and tackle. You like that versatility. The, mm-hmm. the likelihood, I'm going to ask you this, how many, because right now we have six offensive linemen if we go with Colton McKivitz. I'm not sold all the way on McKivitz playing the swing tackle role, but I think he has the potential, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. argue right now with him making this roster until we build out the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have some other guys, and how many offensive linemen do you think the Niners are going to keep? Do you think it will be nine again, or do you think they're going to go with eight this year so they can keep extra players at other positions? I think they're going to go with eight. Okay, so you think they're going to go with eight. That means, in this case, there's two guys that are going to be left to make this team uh, from the from the other guys that are remaining. Mm-hmm. That means we got Jalen Moore, Spencer Burford, Justin Skule, Donovan West, Nick Zakel, uh 
Jason Pogue, Keaton Sutherland are names that are out there who I don't think are going to make this roster. Who's that? Austin, man. Oh, yeah. I'm not expecting Alfredo Gutierrez to make this team or Sam Schluter. Um, Unfortunately, I I just don't think uh, they're going to make it. So with you do believe Colton McKivitz, and she thought he's going to be swing tackles, going to make this team. Who are the other two in your scenario? The guy, I the other two I would have making the team would be Jalen Moore and Spencer Burford, and I think that Donovan West is the ninth if they keep nine. Okay, so we're we're gonna have a little bit of a disagreement here, okay. uh, because I I I like the fact that Jalen Moore is going to be on the team. I'm with you on that. J, uh, Spencer Burford, I agree with you on that, but I do not believe that they're going to cut Nick Zakel. I think Nick Zakel's versatility to play all five offensive line spots uh, make him in rare air, the same air that you have Daniel Brunskill. Uh, when you can play all five and you're going to sh- be able to show that versatility, I think they have high hopes for Nick Zakel. Uh, the scouts talked about the fact when they watched him that they've been watching him for four years and they would have drafted him if he came out of the draft last year. To me, they're just really high on this guy. I don't think Zakel is going to be gone, but... I'm also going to say this. I think the 49ers will keep nine offensive linemen. So in that regard, it could be Zakel. Um, I just think they will keep Zakel over potentially even a Donovan West. Okay. But we'll see. Uh, so you said more Burford. We agree on those. Uh, you had Skule as he's getting cut. So Skule is gone. Um, I think I can agree with you on that. I think it comes down to Skule and McKivitz potentially. And um, once you keep McKivitz, Skule's gone. I just think Skule hasn't shown any progression. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and that's the thing, right? I mean, what do you think? Because we saw Skule in 2019. I think that's the biggest sample size we saw when the injuries to both mm-hmm. uh, Staley and um, McGlinchey was you had Skule playing one side, Brunskill playing the other, and then at one point, one of those guys came back, and they pulled out Skule and put Brunskill at tackle, showing that how much they favored Brunskill over Skule. Uh, do you think that Skule's only chance to make this team is to actually beat out Colton McKivitz for that swing tackle yes, spot? Yes, and I don't think he's better than Colton McKivitz. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Colton McKivitz definitely showed himself to be you know, a worthy player last year. Uh, I don't know what would have happened. We know Colton McKivitz was cut last year and then made the practice squad, came back. I wonder if Justin Skule could have a similar fate this year end up on the practice squad. Yeah, I don't hate school. I think he's an NFL player. Yeah. Yeah, the, the this is and this is one of the conversations I wanted to have with you about Donovan West. Uh, a lot of people are really high on Donovan West and him, you know, being the being the starting center, backup center, uh heir apparent, you know, in this room. But would it be and I'm going to put this Nick Zakel versus Donovan West for this for this reason only. If you keep Zakel and you're teaching him how to play center, but he has the versatility to play guard and tackle. Is he more valuable than some than somebody that only plays center? I think obviously he's more valuable than someone that only plays center if he can play all three positions. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So Horst has this team being on offense, uh, uh, offensive line. Trent Williams, uh, of course, Daniel Brunskill, uh, Aaron Banks, uh, Jake Brindle, and Mike McGlinchey. And then those are the starting five. And then as the backups, uh, you have Jalen Moore, uh, Spencer Burford, and uh, Donovan West. Uh, so those those will be horse eight. Uh, I would go a little bit. We go the same starting five. I'm with you on those. I think Jalen Moore could push 
Daniel Brunskill. And I think if he won that job, Brunskill being the swing tackle would throw things uh, mm-hmm. really haywire. Um, but I would be with you on on some of it. I think the only difference is I would keep nine. I think it would be Colton McKivitz, Jalen Moore, uh, Spencer Burford, and Nick Zakel being the nine, mm-hmm. you know, the nine defensive or offensive linemen. And I think in that case, you're able to carry nine because then you can have a play, an extra guy be on your your uh, suited up roster. So I would be really excited about that. Is there any of these guys that you think are set for a breakout season this year? The guy that I'm really expecting a lot of, and I was so down on him last year, was Aaron Banks. Um, Aaron Banks, if anyone remembers me talking about him last year, I just, I was very disappointed with what we saw in training camp. Um, he never got into a game. Um, we've come to find out a little more that his injuries were a little more serious. Um, he definitely looks to be in much better shape, which should really help him in this offense. Um, I really think, just from looking how he's transformed his body, that Aaron Banks excuse me, has been putting that kind of work in, and I think we're going to have a big year. Yeah, I think Banks has definitely put in the offseason work. You're hearing all the coaches saying positive things about him. You're seeing his teammates saying positive things about him. I think that's really exciting. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to what Aaron Banks can do in this offense. And, I mean, Horst, you were there last year. We went to the open practice at Levi Stadium. And Maurice Hurst is just making Aaron Banks look bad with the lateral movement. And it's nothing against Banks. It was just Maurice Hurst was looking that good. And you could tell Banks just wasn't ready, you know, for the situation. Now you see him and he has the NFL body that you were expecting to see last year. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that when we get there this time, maybe you, you want maybe we're gonna go out there together again. We'll see a different kind of Aaron Banks than we ever thought we would see again. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think generally when you see a guy make a body transformation like that, it, that means they've been taking it very serious. Yeah. So, I mean, the, 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 our offensive line, the way that it's, that it's worked out so far, um, the, the two big turnovers, of course, is, is Aaron Banks taking over for Lakin Tomlinson and Jake Brendel taking over for Alex Mack. I think the Jake Brendel thing is probably the biggest question mark of all the offensive line positions. I think everyone has been pining for the 49ers to go out and get J.C. Treader. They haven't been willing to do it. They're willing to stick with this guy. Forrester knew him all the way from Miami. He feels confident with it. Uh, so it looks as of right now like it's going to be Jake Brendel. But I'm going to ask you this, Horst. Is there anyone on the roster, I'm going to talk to any of the young guys, that you think has the potential to come in, and whether it's the beginning, you know, the beginning of the season before uh, the regular season starts, but into the season that you think could take that job? Could it be Donovan West? Could he go in there and take that job from Jake Brendel at some point? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, the, my my thought has been that it, Nick Zakel could take the job in 2023. Agreed. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think whoever starts at center, they're going to want to keep continuity with this offensive line. They said that's the reason they didn't switch to Banks last mm-hmm. year, that he actually got ready. But they want to keep that continuity between uh, the five guys they had out there. And I, if you want me to be honest, I think the biggest surprise thing that has a chance of happening at least from my point of view, is Jalen Moore starting at right guard. Yeah, I think that's a matchup to watch uh, for sure. Jalen Moore, he he looked okay. Um, the questions for him is still run blocking. He he, That was one of the big things that they said. <laughs> he was kind of struggling being able to get people off their spot and, and, and really get a nice drive block going. Well, and that's why I think Brunskill beats him out, is I think he still has some more work to do. Yeah, and Brunskill's on a one-year deal now, $2.4 million. 
so, I mean, him transitioning out after the season, Jalen Moore potentially taking that spot. But how big would it be for the 49ers if their draft picks from a year ago were able to start at the two guard spots? Uh, that would definitely, yeah, that'd be huge. And we have we spent most of this episode not talking about Spencer Burford, and Burford is one of the guys I'm the most excited about. Him is a Kel, I'm actually really excited about. Um, I don't see any way that those two guys don't make the roster, and I think at some point during this year, you're going to start hearing people talking about how good both of them are. Yeah, Burford's a guy that when you watch his tape, he really jumps off the tape at you. Everything, technique, athleticism, he's aggressive, he's mean. Um, I think he's a guy that's, um, I think he's actually a future starter in the NFL. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we might actually see the starting right side of the line be, and I'm talking 2023, it could actually be Jalen Moore and Spencer Burford and at right guard right to now. To be honest, I haven't watched enough Nick Zakel. Yeah, you need to get on the Nick Zakel. I do. I come need on, to, come on. I need this you, big on him. I need you to come over to the bandwagon. I'll have to watch. I'll have yeah, to watch. There, there are other people that are on this uh, with me. I was on it from the beginning, um, but I do like that other people have joined the Nick Zakel fan club. Uh, we're kind of pushing this thing down the road. Uh, Horse, is there anything else you want to talk about with the offensive line before we sign off? Um, I just think it's one of those things um, people don't go crazy. The Niners have a good O-line coach. They have a great offensive scheme. Let, let's get to the games before we complain. Yeah, I mean, so this is going to be interesting. I'm the most excited to see the offensive line uh, and defensive line go against each other in training camp. I think that's going to be exciting. These guys are going to be prepared. Chris Forster does a fantastic job getting his offensive line ready, and I believe they went out and got pieces to make this one heck of a competition. Who's going to win right now? All we can do is talk about it, uh, but at some point we're going to know. But these are going to be some tremendous training camp battles, and I'm looking forward to getting in even deeper with offensive line. Horse, we get to talk about offensive line. I love talking offensive line. Facts. All right, guys, everyone, you guys have a good day. Uh, hope you enjoy the show. We'll catch you on the next one.